Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Spring is calling and Target's ready with deals for your outdoor space. Grab miracle Grow Potting Mix on sale at two for $8. Plus get 20% off planters and more. Find spring's best outdoor buys at Target, where low prices and great deals make it easy to save. Restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Greg Nix, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for September 18th. The Sox lost a long back-and-forth affair in Minnesota last night, falling to the Twins 9-8 in the 12th inning on a walk-off hit-by-pitch from the erratic arm of Jose Ruiz. Let's start five hours earlier when Big Boss Ross Detweiler stepped in for Lucas Giolito, who's out for the season with a lat strain. Things went as would be expected for Detweiler against the powerful Twins, specifically in the third inning when Ryan Lamar and Miguel Sano homered to put the Sox in a 5-0 hole. Sano's home run was his 30th of the year, making Minnesota the first team ever with five players who have 30 or more dingers. But the Sox battled their way back. First, they pushed a run across in the fourth when Aloy Jimenez doubled, then scored on a James McCann single. Then they added two in the fifth, though wasted an opportunity for more in what would become a costly trend. Adam Engel and Leori Garcia led off the inning with back-to-back singles, then advanced on a wild pitch from twin starter Martin Perez. Tim Anderson hit a hardliner to the right field corner, which Eddie Rosario snared on a nice play, but which scored Angle and advanced Garcia. Jose Abreu singled to score Garcia, then Yoan Moncada followed a Jimenez strikeout with another single. But Trevor May relieved Perez, and McCann couldn't come through this time, striking out to end the inning. The Sox' next two runs were much simpler. Zach Collins and Angle went back-to-back off May in the 6th to tie the game at 5. Somehow, that's where things stayed until the 11th inning. Rick Renteria cobbled together five occasionally rickety innings of relief from Evan Marshall, Aaron Bummer, a shockingly competent Kelvin Herrera, and Josh Osich. The Sox contributed to that scoreboard placidity by blowing golden opportunities in the 9th and 10th. Abreu grounded into a double play, and Jimenez struck out to squander Garcia and Anderson reaching base in the ninth. Then Ryan Goins popped out, and Garcia flew out with the bases loaded in the tenth. 
Anderson momentarily made it seem like none of that would matter when he blasted his 17th home run of the season off Zach Littell leading off the 11th. Alas, Alex Colomay's late-season slide continued in the bottom of the inning, as Jonathan Scope's leadoff single came around a score in the form of pinch runner Lamont Wade on a ground out, a wild pitch, and a sack fly. Then it was Ryan Cordell's turn to play hero. Cordell entered the game in the 11th as a defensive replacement for Goins, who pinch hit for Angle. He made his lone plate appearance count, sending a Ryan Harper fastball 434 feet into the night, scoring Danny Mendick and giving the Sox a two-run lead to work with. Unfortunately, that wasn't enough for Ruiz. The Twins made consistent hard contact against him from jump, mostly against fastballs that came in middle-middle. Marwin Gonzalez came up with the two-run single that tied the game, then Luis Urias and Wade singled to load the bases before Ruiz hit pinch hitter Ronald Torres to end an exciting night rather ignominiously. To add insult to injury, you wouldn't be able to see Torres if he was standing behind Jose Altuve, so Ruiz probably hit the smallest target in the league. Oh well, at least Tim Anderson went 4 for 6 to extend his lead in the chase for the batting crown. Dylan Covey was supposed to start today's game, but the Sox announced after last night's loss that Covey was scratched with shoulder soreness. The Sox bullpen will handle things, supposedly, and Ivan Novo will throw an inning rather than his normal bullpen session. Do the Sox have enough pitchers to finish the season? Stay tuned for the thrilling conclusion. Jake Odorizzi gets the start for Minnesota. The 29-year-old made his first all-star team this season, but has had a weak second half pitching to a 4.30 ERA in 11 starts. Of course, the White Sox don't even have Dylan Covey anymore, so who am I to talk? My pick to click is Anderson, because I'm irrationally invested in him beating DJ LeMayhew. Fun intergenerational happenings led yesterday's headlines around the league. Kevin Biggio hit for the cycle in the Blue Jays' win over Baltimore, meaning that he and dad, Craig, are the second father-son duo in Major League history to both hit for the cycle, joining Gary and Daryl Ward. Meanwhile in Boston, Mike Yastrzemski homered in his first game in the stadium where his grandfather Carl spent his 23-year Hall of Fame career. The Red Sox only made the playoffs twice in those 23 seasons, so it was fitting that they lost to Mike's Giants 7-6. The Yankees' bullpen is down a power arm. Two days after making his season debut, Dellen Batances is out for the year after partially tearing his Achilles tendon in what manager Aaron Boone called a freak injury. Batances struck out two Blue Jays in that debut outing, then suffered the injury hopping off the mound in celebration of the second K. Brutal. In the NL playoff picture, Milwaukee won and the Cubs lost, so the two teams are now tied for the second wildcard slot, four games ahead of Philadelphia. They're also tied two games behind St. Louis in the NL Central. Meanwhile, Cleveland beat the Tigers 5-2 to keep pace with the Twins in the AL Central. They also gained a game on the Rays and are now just a half game behind Tampa for the second wild card. That'll do it for today's White Sox wake-up call. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Sox Machine for the latest and greatest regarding the Chicago White Sox. You can also follow me on Twitter at Greg Nick's Human, or check out my other baseball podcast, Duck Snort, available wherever you listen to this. Subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Google Podcast stores, and help support the show by signing up to be a friend of the podcast at patreon.com slash Machine. 
Thanks for listening to White Sox Wake Up Call. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Greg Nix. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.